Michael. Hi, Sabrina. Good to see you back. Let's dive straight into it. Like I always say, we are not punishing people for being on time. So warm, warm welcome to everyone who um, has arrived punctually, everyone who arrives a little bit later on. They will have an opportunity to catch up with the session um, on my profile later on, either on Instagram or on Spotify. Um, right, so today we are talking about love languages. What they are, how to understand what your love language is, how to understand what your partner's love language is, um what to do if your love languages are different um and how to use love languages to your advantage how to straighten um how to strengthen that relationship uh using love language theory um just as an introduction um the love language theory um comes from a book um, the five love languages. So if you want to read more about it, uh, if you want to um, get the detail, do get the book. Um, I read it ages ago. I would say it's one of these reads that you do once and that's enough. Uh, personally, I would say this session is enough in terms of what you need to know. But uh, obviously, if you want to broaden your knowledge, do get the book. Um, so what are love languages? What is love language theory? Um, it's very simple. So basically, the theory assumes that there are five love languages out there um, and that everyone has their own primary love language. What is a love language? It's our preferred way of expressing love and affection to our romantic partner but also to other people around us and also it is our preferred way of receiving love uh, from our romantic partner and others and this is sometimes where the clash happens because as um, as i just said the preference applies to both giving and receiving but the people that we give the love to in our way um, or what we think is the best way might not be compatible uh, with what they imagine, what they want and what they need. So today it will be all about how to make it work, how to make a relationship work despite these differences. So um, the five love languages, for those of you who maybe aren't that familiar with the theory, are words of affirmation, gifts, acts of service, physical touch, and quality time. Um, to, um, I don't think we need to go into examples right now. We will do that in a minute. Um, but what you need to know is it's that it's key that you are aware what it is for you and for your partner. How to establish what your love language is. There are two ways of going about it. So you can either go online and just type in love language quiz 
And then you get a quiz who's like roughly 30 questions. Uh, there are many different versions of it, but it's free. It should be free. There are free resources, so don't pay for it. You don't have to. Um, but I would say something that's much simpler and just as reliable is just asking yourself, how do you, which, which um, ways of expressing love do you enjoy the most? Are you the type of person who just loves giving gifts, who is so excited to get gifts for the people they love, who likes the process of planning it, ordering it, packing it, and then, you know, you just can't, you just can't wait uh, for that moment when you can give, uh, when, you can, when you can hand in the gift or you can see the person unwrap it. Um, are you the type of person who is all about, you know, work? speak louder than actions. Uh, I know the saying goes differently, but uh, for whom words are the most important. So it's important for you to hear that you that you love. You love telling your, your, your people how important they are to you. You are the person who's good at texting, um, giving that reassurance verbally or, or, or through text. Um, so can be can be that are you the type of person who feels the most loved and respected when you know that your partner or people um, that are close to you have a lot of time for you that they make the time for you to spend it with you um or are you the type of person who feels the most loved when um when you when something is done for you something like a pragmatic activity a chore you don't like um so yes just asking yourself these questions what are the things that make me feel loved and what are the things i enjoy doing for others this could give you a pretty good idea as to what your your love language is um if you're still not clear or not 100% sure, um, do use that online quiz. That's what it's for. Um, it's possible to have two uh, leading love languages. It's impossible, I mean, in theory, you can have all five at an equal level, but uh, there will be some that you prefer the most or more than others. So just ask yourself that question. Don't overthink it. Just whatever comes to mind will be your leading love language. And it the same goes for your partner, of course. And the initial research that you can do on your partner, obviously there will also be um, communication needed to be involved in this, but uh, the first guess you can make is by noticing how they treat you. Do they, you know, express their love through words or are they maybe more focused on the physical touch? Um, all the things, I mean, all the five languages I just listed, um, which one do you feel like they express the most? Um, they express themselves the most through to you. And this will give you the idea of what their preferred love language is. Um, and what you can do after is, um, is speaking to them, confirming if this is also how they feel 
if they're not sure, if they're not familiar with the theory, um, it can actually be a fun activity for both of you to take the test together and then talk about what it means to be loved for both of you. Um, and this is where the difficulties might enter the conversation. And that's because some, language, some love languages are less compatible than others. So for example, if someone is focused, if someone's preferred language is um, acts of service and someone's preferred um, and, and their partner's preferred love language is words of affirmation, these are two that are maybe not excluding each other, but um, are quite at the opposite um, at the opposite sides of the spectrum. So if that happens, obviously you won't be able to change your partner's preference and it would be difficult for you to change yours. It wouldn't be authentic. So it's not about trying to change anyone. It's about understanding that the way you feel the most loved is not their preference. So you need to shift your thinking to um, not what I think is the best way to show my love, what they would think is the best way to be shown love. And then if they tell you, or if you find out together that um, it's, for example, gift giving, think of ways you can adapt it into your, you know, everyday life. And when it's gift giving or, you know, acts of service, quality time, whatever it is, first of all, there needs to be no judgment whatsoever. So comments like, but why would you say quality time is so important? Is your love language? We're so, we're so busy. How am I supposed to give it to you? Um, this is the language of blaming and it actually builds distance instead of an honest conversation and you know this is not that deep right when you think about it in the grand scheme of things but if you approach it from that from that perspective especially if maybe there's some tension and you're watching this life and you would be doing this exercise later on to strengthen a relationship that maybe is going through um, a temporary crisis or, you know, just some difficulties, this will definitely not help. So accepting whatever your partner's answer is, is very important here. And then adapting this new way of thinking, meaning it's not about what I think is nice, what I think is a loving thing to do. It's about what they think um, is the nice, is the loving thing to do. And that also shows love in itself. When you ask that question and you say, how do you want me to show you that I love you? Um, this shows so much intention and so much thought and uh, genuine dedication to making your life together better. So just by having that conversation, that will, you know, um, be a great starting point and a great proof in itself of how much you care. And then you can build, build up from it. That should also open your partner up to even having this conversation and hopefully uh, responding with the same openness. And uh, yeah, and then it's, 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 it's all about coming up with the little things. And, and, and at the beginning, you might ask them, 
what what exactly can you give me some examples but in most cases just by looking at how they act um towards you just by being um yeah just by being observant you can learn so much and that's something that as we have been in a relationship for a certain period of time we sometimes um lose is something that or is something that gets lost in the you know everyday um in the noise of the everyday stuff as being actually um focused and paying attention to our partner to who they are to what they prefer and um what they don't like and one thing before we get into before we get into the examples of how you can use these um of how you can express your love in different love languages is that um relationships evolve we evolve as people and these needs might also be changing with time so this is not a conversation that you only have once this is something that needs to be revisited as often as needed uh like i said it's an evolution so i don't expect in most cases for this to be a thing your love language your preferences to be a thing that changes once a year but if you are observant and if you are um thoughtful and mindful um about how you act towards your partner and how they act towards you then this is something you will definitely spot and if you get into the habit of having these talks it will happen naturally the updating of the system if you like so um now let's do some examples real quick i i'm i'm trying to keep these lives under 20 minutes so i'm hoping we manage today and then obviously after i'm done talking so when i say 20 minutes it's 20 minutes of me talking so that then we have some space for questions so if you have any questions i already saw one question come from sharon so if you have any questions definitely do feel free to put them in the chat and then i'll get back to them um at the end of the session but um okay so coming back to the examples of of these uh, of these actions uh, of these different of languages um for gifts we can because you know when we say and i wanted to start off with gift um gifting word gift giving because sometimes when people say it there's almost um they feel uncomfortable saying it because they are afraid of being judged as materialistic or um or superficial and it's not about that at all because if i prefer receiving gifts um it's not because i want my partner to be spending large amounts of money on me all the time although you know if it if it is a big um gift or i know it costed them some time and effort and money to get it because let's also remember that not for everyone currency like money is the um, money in the monetary sense uh is the is the most expensive or the most dear to them currency for some people it's time for some people it's the creativity creating the space giving the me the mental capacity 
to think of that gift and then to find it and then you know so it's not always about money um that's one thing another is it doesn't have to be big it can be small things that then you can carry with you um that will remind you of that person um the perfect example of that is if you follow me on instagram you see that i post a lot um the beautiful flowers that i get from my partner it doesn't break the bank to 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 buy a bouquet of flowers right but it's his way of expressing or him expressing love in my love language which is gift which is receiving gifts that he thinks about me and that way i always have you know a beautiful bouquet of flowers on my table where i work and it's it's like he's with me or you know whenever i see it i feel the love from him because he expressed it in his love language gifts are not his love language um so i express it differently accordingly to his needs but uh the point here is it doesn't have to be something big it just has to be meaningful so being mindful of that so it can be buying a favorite snack uh when you're you know when you're out grocery shopping and you see your partner's favorite snack buy a multi-pack of that of that so they can snack on it and then whenever they take it out they will think of you um and that will strengthen the relationship without you even being there um make them a personalized playlist um you can you know uh print off some pictures of you together frame them nicely um you can go and grab them a coffee as you're picking them up for a date it's small things but it's all about um capturing that love that you have in a physical object some people like that uh so it's just about um respecting that and adapting how how you express your love um moving on because again i'm <laughs> i'm always just going on with a long long story and then we overrun with time um acts of service so this is this can be again um it can be big things it can be small things it can be doing the laundry um when you know your partner is super busy or you know that they hate doing it or cooking for them when you know they don't like it or maybe they do but they're super busy these days and you want to take the work off them right or booking a massage or um picking up groceries, making a dinner reservations. There are so many things you can do. Making them a coffee in the morning. There are so many things you can do to show that I care um and I don't want you to have to let me do something for you. This is what acts of service are, are all about. And then in contrast, there are people for who uh for whom words of affirmations will be the most important and that's how they want to be loved this is how they feel the most loved so giving them compliments um expressing expressing your love uh maybe when you wake up in the morning when you go to bed sending them a random text you know throughout the day i'm thinking about you or you're great you're amazing i'm so lucky to be your partner um all these things they might seem small to you if your love language is different but to them it will make them feel 
um, like your priority uh, that you think about them all the time. So words of affirmation, quality time speaks for itself, right? It's just about making time for that person. I mean, all of these things, when you think about it, require time and thought. Um, but when it comes to quality time, it's, you know, planning dates, is weekends away together, is watching a film together, is just having that uh, uninterrupted space um, to just be together. So in that case, it's expressing and making it clear that I know that it's important to you that it's just the two of us. So, um, and this is sometimes when the, um, when the miscommunication or slight lack of satisfaction happens, when one person loves quality time, that's their love language. And the other person, for example, either works a lot or is very social. So when they're very social, that's probably the worst combo because they think, oh, we're spending time together, but with other people. And they kind of struggle to understand at first and see what the other person means. They think they're being possessive, etc., etc. And that's that's just you know to lead up to link to the point I made previously. There can be no judgment in this. So if your partner tells you uh, quality time is their primary language, respect it and try to meet them where they're at. Um, and also, if you work a lot. And your partner's quality time, uh, and, and for your partner, quality time is the love language. This can be challenging, but still. So it, if you can't do a whole weekend, make sure the evening that you have together, no phones, no distractions, no nothing. They're the only person in the world for you. So quality time, and the last one, physical touch. So holding hands touching, you know, touching their arm, touching their leg, touching their hair, whatever. Um, as you're walking past, holding your arm around your partner as you walk, um, cuddling when watching a film, um, massages. There are so, so many ways you can express that, apart from, you know, the obvious, like making out, having sex. Um, so just talk to your partner about it. I think that's the biggest takeaway. We're all different, so just because I I know, um, I have an idea of what it means to love, it doesn't mean it's compatible with my partner's idea. So I want to know what it means to me, I want to know what it means to them, and then I want to act accordingly, with no judgment, with utter respect for each other, and for the evolution that might happen as well. So that is it for today. Um, sorry if I rushed through anything. I just really want to make sure they're not longer than we agreed to. I, I do appreciate that, you know, things are busy throughout the week. So let's get into the questions now. Uh, okay, Sharon says, what if the partner does not want to talk? I guess the question then is, um are they serious about this relationship working out if they don't want to have a conversation because you know one thing is having the knowledge being interested in learning more 
and expanding your horizon when it comes to like personal development knowledge and 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 everything in your life that can be enhanced with that knowledge but if they're not open to even talking with you about it then i guess the question you need to ask yourself how important am i to my partner if they're not interested to learn what's important to me um and about my world about my interests about things that um you know um i think are fun i think are interesting things that maybe bother me um i would ask myself that question if you really did try to have that conversation and they were not interested um lorelei says love the way you explain everything oh thank you so much so glad to see you back hope um i'm so glad you're getting value out of the sessions um sabrina says can the way you prefer to receive love be different to the way you prefer to love like if someone prefers to express their love by giving gifts but they prefer to receive love through acts of service um interesting question I never had that question before and to be honest with you I'm not 100% sure. I think it is possible. Um I think it is possible. However, um I would say that the only preference that really matters for you to have a relationship that works is your preference in terms of how you want to receive love because how you express love should be dictated by your partner's needs so if you you know if you if you like to express love through acts of service but your partner prefers words of affirmation that's what you should go with not not with what you think is right or what you you prefer you know and the reason why i was um stressing so much the fact that or why i was you know um warning you so much not to not to assume that everybody has uh, the same love language as we do is because this is what we tend to do so we have our primary love language and we think this is the one that is right you know these are the right behaviors and this is why this whole theory was created to explain to people and to even get them thinking about the fact that there are so many ways to love and just because we like to be loved in a certain way it doesn't mean our partner does too so it's just about being mindful so in that case i think it's possible but i think your preferred way of expressing love is a bit irrelevant when we're talking about long-term relationships um Michael says, what if your partner doesn't uh, adapt or doesn't want to adapt to your love language? Huh. If they don't want to adapt, I would say the answer is the same as to Sharon's question because then that means that ultimately they are not pr prioritizing the relationship. Um, if they just say a flat no, like i'm not going to try i think this is silly um like you're making things up etc etc um and if they're trying but somehow they're not adapting it then obviously i would just keep um i would just keep having that conversation in a gentle way um because of course i mean expressing love 
is important like you know these direct romantic gestures because that's what we're talking about here right um but love and long-term relationships have like the foundation for for a long-term relationship is much wider and deeper than how we express ourselves on a daily basis, right? There, there are periods when we are in crisis or in a, you know, we're going through a rough patch as an individual and that affects how we act in long-term relationships. Um, that's not necessarily who we are at all times. So, and this wider foundation of relationships protects us from being, you know, broken up with immediately because we know our partner and they know our intention. So this will keep you going for a while. Um, but obviously, if our needs and being loved accordingly with our love language is one of the is like is one of one of those needs, if it's not met for a long time, this can lead to frustration. So I would say um, if they're not if they want to, but it's not happening, keep revisiting that gently, you know, and you don't have to start it with you didn't do it again, or did you forget to do X, Y, Z, but maybe do it in a very subtle way. Like, um, did you enjoy, let's say the reservation? Like, did you, did you enjoy the evening we had, um, with the reservation I made? And then you can say, because I know this is your love language. I try to meet you where you at um, and start with what you're doing, how happy you are to be doing that for them and how much you're trying to meet, to meet their, to meet their needs and to, to, you know, love them the way they want to be loved. So, and then that will get them thinking, you know, it's just, um, it's just like a human thing to think about reciprocity when things like this come up. Oh, Lorelei seems to be uh, in the same place as Sabrina. Interesting how I thought my love language is acts of service, but that's what I like to give, not receive. Okay. So what is your love language then? Like the, 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 the type of love that you like to receive, do you know? Um, or is that to be figured out after today's session? Uh, thanks, Sabrina. Um... Okay, any more questions? Anything, um, any more reflections? Things you guys wanna share? Um, Sharon says, my ex would say it should come naturally and he shouldn't have to work at it. Yes, exactly, and he's your ex. Um, and that's for a reason. And um, just to just to share, uh, personally, I definitely hear what you're saying, Sharon. I identify with it fully. Um, my ex also used to say that you shouldn't have to work at a relationship. It should just work um, naturally. And this is where we are. We're exes. So I guess, you know, um, yeah. I guess it's just a different, uh, I, I guess it's just a difference of, of approaches towards life and life philosophies. Um, but as a life coach, uh, <laughs> doing, doing what I do, helping people with relationships, I've not met a couple that wouldn't have to work on a relationship and work 
uh, doesn't have to mean hard work. It doesn't have to mean um, something unpleasant. Uh, it's more about awareness and intention. And this is again why why I created this series, why the sessions I want, why I want them to be so short, because being intentional is a way of being and a way of thinking. And I want to create this habit of being intentional in you throughout this month. And we can only achieve it by being intentional, by, by you know, keep, keep creating that new behavior um, as often as we can, which is why we're meeting three times a week. Um, okay, words of affirmation and touch would be my love languages. Great, a lot of self-awareness in this group. I love it. Um, thank you, Liz. I'm so glad you're finding these helpful. I never really put thought into my partners of languages and I didn't even think about my own either. Well, there you go. That's your, uh, that's your fun activity for, you know, for an evening, uh, maybe throughout the working week or over weekend. I mean, it's so cold. <laughs> People tend to prefer to stay in. There you go. Have a chat, take the test. Um, actually, if you take the online test, like I said, it's quite a few questions, but if you do it together, it can be quite fun because they give you different examples. So you might actually get some ideas from that as well. So it can get your creative juices flowing. Um, Padma says, do you know which is the most common love language? No, I don't think there are any studies on it, uh, but because there are only five, I would say they're all pretty much even, I would assume, but I might be wrong, especially that, you know, um, not everybody has just one primary love language. Some people have two. I definitely have two. Um, I would have to take the test again, though, to be honest with you. I've not, I've not done it in a while. I'm just, I'm just very much led by, um, by my self-reflection, by how I feel. So I might actually take the test myself and see if, if what I feel um, are my love languages, if, 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 if it's still my love languages. But it definitely does change over time. I can, I can definitely confirm that 10 years ago, one of my love languages was completely, was something completely different on the other side of the spectrum. Um, all right then. Do we have anything else? I'll just say that tomorrow we are talking about confidence in dating. So why it's so important, how to build it, how to stay confident um, in dating throughout the process, both when you're in a relationship, but also before you get into a relationship, when you're at this dating stage, when there's a lot of you know rejection involved. Um, how to get through it without your ego suffering so much and your confidence as well. So that's what we will be covering tomorrow at 7 p.m. And if there are no other questions, I will close it here. Thank you so much for coming and I will see you tomorrow.